we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Hey there. So today's episode is kind of a continuation of last week. Definitely really focused and pointed to the matter at hand, the circumstances that, you know, we're facing right now as we navigate, you know, living and working and everything in from, from home. Although I do know some cities are starting to open up, some states are starting to open up. I'm curious what your you know, kind of game plan is with that. Definitely send me a DM on Instagram and and let me know. I will definitely be laying low. First of all, you know, I've been working from home for almost two years. So (laughs) I was really lucky um, that I've been joking that, you know, as someone who's been working from home and someone who has high levels of anxiety, life isn't actually all that different for me, I'm still kind of anxious and still working from home. So (laughs) anyway, I plan for that to continue, although the anxiety has actually gotten much better um, as I've just kind of uh, committed to to being here and enjoying it, you know, really committed to making the most out of what I've got. And that's kind of what this episode is all about. You know, it's how can you be compassionate for yourself and also hold yourself to a high standard, you know, in recognition of the fact that honoring your health can do so much to improve the experience of going through a challenging time, right? And I guess I just want to offer that up front. Like, if this episode is not meant to, you know, tell you what to do or how to feel or what to prioritize. It's really more for for you if you feel like, okay, I'm in a place where I'm really ready to prioritize my healthy habits and I just need some help kind of figuring out how to do that, right? I totally understand if, you know, emotionally or circumstantially, you're not in a place where you can really do that. And, you know, hopefully 
if it serves you, that's something you can come back to. And of course, you can always come back to today's episode. All right. So last week we talked about the four healthy work from home styles. And like I said, you know, we have a really fun quiz we created to help you determine your work from home style and, you know, how to play to your strengths and also, um, you know, kind of work through maybe some of the weaknesses or challenges that may come with any given style. I know my style and I know that I am. definitely face some challenges (laughs) related to it. All right. So if you haven't taken the quiz yet, I highly recommend you do that before digging into the episode. So I'm going to have it linked in the show notes below. So today's episode is all about really simple strategies to stay healthy while doing everything from home, right? Because even if your city or state is opening up, I still think, you know, life is not going to go back to normal for, I don't know. I don't know how long. So today's episode is all about simple strategies to stay healthy while kind of doing everything from home. Because even if you know your city or state is starting to open up, chances are you're still going to be spending quite a bit of time at home because I don't foresee you know life returning to to normal for quite quite some time. Who knows what that really means, (laughs) right? So we might as well make the most of this time while while we're in it, all right? So I'm going to first speak kind of in broad terms, some like overarching strategies. And then at the end, we're going to hone in more specifically on nutrition because I know that's something, you know, that probably brought you here in the first place. So the first concept we're going to talk about is one that I've mentioned in a couple of episodes, but this is going to be the first time that I've really dug into it and offered you some some more guidance and kind of definitions, all right? And that is implementing a supportive structure across your health habits, all right? And really, frankly, across your life. There's so many different ways that the supportive structure framework can can really apply, but I'm going to speak to it specifically right now through food. And then, you know, you're very smart. So I know you can kind of think about how it applies to other areas. So as you know, if you've listened to past episodes, a supportive structure implements self-care, self-discipline, and self-compassion. All right, so I'm going to give you a definition for each one of those things, and then you can start thinking about what examples of that might look like for you. And there is so much individuality in available to you in this framework, which is why it's so helpful and so effective. Okay, so self care again in the context of nutrition is all about eating foods that make you feel good, both mentally and physically, taking both your current and future self into consideration. And you might feel like you don't know. And to that, I say, you probably know more than you're letting yourself believe. All right. So if that was kind of your gut or like first reaction to, you know, this concept of like what what foods or what amounts of food or types of food like that make you feel good mentally and physically if your gut kicked in and said i don't know i really want you to challenge yourself to try to know all right to turn this pause this podcast get out a notebook and just start start writing and start thinking i guarantee you you know more than you're letting yourself believe right? You've been eating your entire life. (laughs) So think back and use that history for you. All right. That brings us to self-discipline. 
So you have an idea of, you know, how to eat to make you feel good mentally and physically now and, you know, in the short-term future, a few hours, a few days. So what does self-discipline mean? Well, self-discipline is about creating a strategy that actually allows for and supports regular self-care through food and really holding yourself to a high standard when it comes to doing so. All right. So maybe, you know, in the self-care column, you started thinking about, okay, I really, you know, I feel really good when I eat vegetables and I particularly like Brussels sprouts. I think they're really yummy. They're easy to prepare, so on and so forth. Okay. That's the self-care piece. I'm going to eat, you know, I eat Brussels sprouts a few times a week, whatever. Self-discipline then is going to be kind of your strategy for acquiring said Brussels sprouts, right? So what's the strategy? Okay, you need to make a grocery list. You need to you know, plan your meals out to some extent. You need to actually go to the store, buy them, prep them, make them, right? You have to actually make it happen. It's not just about knowing what to do. It's about making it happen and holding yourself to a high standard when it comes to doing so. And that is where self-compassion comes in. And I see so many people kind of succeeding on the self-care and self-discipline front, although perhaps with different motivations. Um, they, they succeed in terms of, you know, acquiring and eating the food, but they're not doing so great in the self-compassion arena. And this is really where you offer yourself understanding when or if, you know, the plan becomes difficult or impossible, right? And this is an alternative to judgment, okay? So let's say you've got your Brussels sprout plan put together and then you go to the grocery store, you're super ready, and they are out of Brussels sprouts. So if you're not practicing self-compassion, if you're uh, if you're practicing judgment, you might say, oh my gosh, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you tried again to eat healthy, you need to just give up. You fail every single time, right? That would be really judgmental. Self-compassion in the same circumstance would look like, huh, okay. So you know what? You tried your best. That's amazing that you kind of recognize what your needs are and you took the steps to actually meet them yourself. Things happen. You know, grocery stores don't always have what we want in stock, what would be a good alternative to Brussels sprouts? And do you see the way in which the judgment like really cuts off that time and space for conversation with yourself and like seeking alternative solutions, whereas self-compassion like really leaves things open? Not to mention like it just feels better. You know, it feels better and it leads to better outcomes long term. There's actually a ton of research into this. If you're interested in self-compassion and want to nerd out on more of the science, check out Dr. Kristen Neff. All right. So self-compassion, it's really in, in summary, you can think about it like talking to yourself the way you would speak to a friend. Okay. And once you practice that self-compassion, you can return to self-care and self-discipline and resume healthy habits when possible, right? Or again, seek out those alternatives. So I want you to think about your different health habits. So not just your nutrition, but also your exercise, your other habits and routines, and consider what it would look like to implement a supportive structure across each of those domains, all right? Which brings us to the next big idea, which is your habits and routines. 
I am such a nerd about habits and routines and planning. It's like some of my favorite stuff to talk about. So one big idea for you is that your routines house your habits, right? And this is how you put your healthy behaviors on autopilot versus relying on willpower or motivation, which are two very fleeting resources, all right? Most of us are kind of like wishing and waiting for more willpower and more motivation, and that's when we're really going to start taking action. But again, we can't really rely on those. They're pretty pretty flaky and short-lived, all right? So I recommend what I call your cornerstone routines. So these are kind of categories for different routines that I personally believe everyone should have some version of in place, though they're going to actually look different, you know, between individuals depending on, you know, for one thing, your work from home style, take the quiz below. <laughs> and any other life circumstances and, you know, your values, your goals, things like that. All right. So I'm going to cover the categories just so you can start kind of getting your wheels spinning here. So one category would be your morning and evening routines, like kind of your personal time, how you bookend your day just for you. The next category, which is a concept from Michael Hyatt of the full focus planner, which y'all know I'm just an absolute raving fan for. Um, This is your workday startup and workday shutdown routines. And I have to say, I think these are more important than ever right now if you are working from home, because we need to set clear boundaries between work and personal time. And having these two routines in place can be really, really helpful to like delineate that boundary. Okay. Then you need your routine to implement routines, right? So your routine for planning. So I have a weekly and daily planning routine. And truly without that, I don't know. I mean, the podcast wouldn't exist. (laughs) I would never either never start working or never stop working. Um, My weekly and daily planning routines are really kind of the throughput of of my life. I'm, I'm a big, big fan. And then I think notably for listeners of this podcast, your food routines, okay? So what is your routine and plan for for meal planning, for grocery shopping, for meal prep? Um, You know, for you, maybe you kind of lumped all these together and outsourced it, and maybe you utilize something like Snap Kitchen or um, Model Meals, Blue Apron. I think that's really brilliant. Maybe you have kind of a plan A and a plan B. That's kind of what I have. So I have like my normal grocery shopping, meal planning, and prep routine. But if things are really busy or if, you know, past life I was traveling a lot, then I would rely on those you know, kind of outsourcing methods. Super, super helpful. But regardless, I think it's important to have a food routine in place if you are trying to prioritize your nutrition and, you know, the way you feel and perform and think based on what you're eating, right? Which brings us to nutrition, okay? So I want to leave you with some really, really practical stuff when it comes to food, okay? And the first piece of advice and piece of wisdom, morsel of wisdom that I'm going to give you is to be gentle with yourself, okay? If you find yourself stress or boredom eating, again, I want you to bring in self-compassion instead of judgment, right? Recognize that if you are finding yourself reaching to food to you know, numb negative emotions or to provide some sense of joy all you're doing here is seeking comfort and that is rooted in good intentions. 
Okay. So many of us are so quick to like point the finger at ourselves and label our behaviors and the things that we eat as bad without recognizing like what we're actually looking for in that moment. And I don't think there's anyone here who would tell you that, you know, seeking comfort isn't a really kind of expected reaction to what's going on right now. But we, you have to really question, is what I'm doing to seek comfort actually bringing me comfort, right? Sometimes, you know, we might eat a pint of ice cream to, to, to feel comfortable, but we end up feeling guilty and with a stomach ache, so we're not really comfortable at all. <laughs> And that's another reason why understanding the root motivation of your behavior can help you feel better because you start recognizing, oh my gosh, I'm looking for one thing and the thing that I'm doing is completely taking me off track, all right? And the point of this is not just to feel good, right? It's not just to be soft and, oh, I need to be nice to myself. Like, yes, being nice to yourself is amazing. But I do, I think people confuse you know, self-compassion with making excuses or letting yourself off the hook. And the truth is like when you judge yourself, like we explored before, you really cut off so much potential for internal dialogue and the cycle of, okay, unproductive behavior leads to judgment, leads to restriction, leads right back to unproductive behavior. That cycle just gets perpetuated. All right. So it's, it's not just about feeling good. It's, it's really about showing up for yourself, all right? And so after you acknowledge your suffering and meet yourself with understanding, which is truly the act of practicing self-compassion, then you can really move into curiosity. And you can start asking yourself questions that help you get to the root of you know whatever behaviors that you're exhibiting that aren't sitting quite right with you, right? So that that pint of ice cream example, you get to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What what am I looking for? Because it's clearly not serving me. I'm feeling guilty and my stomach hurts. So is there a better way for me to meet my own needs? All right. Because really, you know, these behaviors, so emotional eating, mindless eating, overeating, chaotic eating, they're all just symptoms of a deeper problem. And they're really just how some root issue, typically a thought, kind of manifests itself in your behavior. But you have to go deep and ask yourself good questions to really understand that and to properly do something about it. Okay? So then from that place of compassion, curiosity, and with self-care in mind, you can start to implement some very, very simple strategies so that food can really be something that feels drama-free, okay? Because let's just be very real here for a second. If you need drama, I would really encourage you to watch Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I think that's a much better source of drama. Um, alternatively, you could watch the news. I'm, I'm not personally a huge fan, but if you really want some drama, that's those are two places you can go. Because the last thing you need right now is drama related to something that you actually need to survive and, you know, that you interact with three or more times a day, okay? So I'm going to have, I'm going to give you three strategies here, three kind of tips. So one is to invest some thought into what you're going to eat. Now, what I am not saying, and I want to be very clear here, is that you need to micromanage your meal plan. 
But it can be really, really helpful to kind of just take a look at your week and take a look at your day and invest some thought into, you know, how the food you have on hand does or does not translate into nourishing meals. And then if you're missing something, you start a grocery list. What what a concept, right? And you know, the more that this gets kind of implemented into your cornerstone routines, the more it's part of your regular rhythm and it doesn't feel like clunky um, or like it's too hard or takes too much time because it, it really doesn't when you get into it, okay? Number two is to eat at regular intervals throughout the day, all right? So I've heard from so many people that they're trying to work through lunch or override their hunger signals with coffee And typically all that does is land them in a position of feeling hangry and setting themselves up to overeat. So what this translates to physiologically are some major blood sugar spikes followed by drops. And usually we feel that in our energy, right? And so people are always coming to me saying like, I want to learn how to eat. So I feel more energized (laughs) and, you know, very quickly we see, okay, well, you're, you know, you're engaging in chaotic eating, you're not really drinking any water, those are really low-hanging fruit to to kind of get you feeling quite a bit better, okay? Speaking of blood sugar, another really good practice to kind of stabilize that is to combine your carbs with protein, fat, or protein and fat, okay? That way you get kind of the instant satiety and energy from the carbs, and then you get some staying power from protein and or fat. And I want you to consider that not just for your meals, but also for your snacks as well. Okay, so you've got some really sound, very practical, sustainable strategies in place. You've got a very clear blueprint in front of you. So what if you do all that and you're still struggling? You are not feeling consistent. You're not feeling great. You're maybe struggling not just physically, but also mentally as well. Or what if you hear all this and don't do it? Then it might be time to get some support. Okay, so we have a brand new course called Healthy at Home that I created specifically for the the matter at hand, (laughs) what we are all kind of facing and having to navigate. And especially, you know, when it comes to practicing healthy habits at home, as the name implies. Okay. So this course is for you. If you want some help defining, implementing, and creating that internal accountability when it comes to really practicing your own supportive structure across all of our pillars of health. All right. So I have all the information linked down below and I would encourage you to to check it out if you feel like, okay, I hear what you're saying and these all sound like great ideas, but I'm either already doing it and not feeling the way I know I should be feeling or I hear you and I love all these ideas, but it could very well be like in one ear out the other for me and and I don't want to settle for that. Okay, so check it out again down below in the show notes. We've got the quiz and we have healthy at home linked below, all of which are just here to to support you and help you get through this time in a way that really makes you proud. Okay, like I said last week, you know, this concept of really letting go of what you can't control and engaging in what you can is a huge shift and can be 
so incredibly helpful to kind of reinstate your agency during this time and to, again, like come out on the other side whenever that is and be able to look back and say, wow, I am really proud of how I handled myself and how I showed up for myself and I know I'm better for it. Okay. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. That is so helpful. And I just, I love reading through them. It's been so fun. I just, I can't say enough how much I'm really enjoying the podcast. And I want to make sure that, you know, you're enjoying it and getting, you know, a ton of actionable, useful, inspirational information out of it. So if you have, episode requests, things you want to learn, please let me know. I am an absolute open book. So um, the best place to reach me is probably on Instagram at Claire underscore Siegel. I will have it linked below so you don't have to memorize how to spell my last name. (laughs) And I can't wait to hear from you. All right. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.